0: Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's just an absolute privilege to be here with you today. In this episode, we will begin with the topic entitled, Controlling Anger. And surely all of us have experienced anger in one way or another. Then we will transition to our segment, How Did We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message, which is our happy note for the day. If you have any ideas on your mind that you would like to share, please email us at admin at livelaughtalk.com, or you can put on a voice memo, Spotify, and let us know what ideas you have. These have been coming in. We've been using them. And we are appreciate all that you do. We appreciate our listeners because you are also builders of the podcast. Remember to too, comment and participate in our poll. And I don't know if you've noticed, if you saw on our social media, but we now have swag. We have t-shirts tote bags, coffee mugs. All you have to do is go on to Etsy.com and then search for How Did We Get Here? From there, you'll be able to see the shirts. Scroll down and you'll be able to see the other items available. And all of this is being made possible and being made available to you by, again, one of our listeners. So amazing, the fans that we have. So wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure that you uh, follow so that you're notified of new episodes when they're released. Go online, buy your shirt, some cool swag. And in the meantime, let's get into this podcast with the topic, Controlling Anger. A gentleman had told a neighbor's child angrily and emphatically to not allow their toys into his yard. He was so angry and forceful that the child's parent later came over and asked that he not be so angry at the child, but if he saw anything out of hand, to come to her and tell her. Well, he slammed his door in her. Days later, the neighbors were having a barbecue in which food was being cooked outside and shared between neighbors on the street. He decided to not participate. But when a child's ball rolled into his yard, he asked no questions. He got his gun and walked down the street where all the neighbors were outside cooking and sharing, And he unloaded his weapon, injuring several, including a little girl on her bicycle and her father. A world popular musician turned actor attended an awards ceremony. Presenters had made jokes about people in the audience all night, including him, as roasting is customary at this particular award show. One particular presenter made a joke that the now actor did not like. He proceeded to get out of his chair and physically assault the presenter in front of now billions of viewers. A man was cut off in traffic and got so angry that he followed the person that cut him off to their home, got out of his car and shot and killed him. Unfortunately, these stories are beginning to be all too common. And many of us have issues with anger. Let's even note that anger is a normal emotion. But we have to learn to manage it. Because learning to manage it can lead to avoiding the examples given. Also, healthier relationships come out of it and better overall well being. It's important to find the strategies that work best for us. And practice them consistently. And here are some strategies that can help to control our anger. We're going to discuss some. One is deep breathing. I know this may seem outdated, but it's not. When you feel your anger rising, take slow Deep breaths, inhale deeply for a count of four, hold for four, and then exhale for four. Repeat this several times. Count of four, inhaling, hold for four, then exhale for four. We can also count to 10. Before reacting, something happens, someone says something, someone does something. Before we react, count to 10. This brief pause may give you time to calm down and think before responding. We can also step aside. I once talked to an elderly gentleman who had been married for 42 years. And I said, well, what is it that helps you in your marriage? He says, when I get angry, and it's a when, it's not an if. He says, when I get angry, I remove myself from the situation. Even temporarily, if I just step outside, wipe off the car or go into the garage, stepping away can help to gain perspective and prevent impulsive reactions. Because the opposite of that is an actor as well who was in his kitchen, began to argue with his wife, then grabbed his gun and killed her. Called the police, said what he had done, but he killed her with the children there in the house. He's spending life in prison. Is it better to be as our wise elder statesman and walk away. We can also practice mindfulness, mindfulness techniques, such as meditation or even deep awareness of your feelings. Yes, that can help you stay present and manage anger effectively. You know, one thing that helped me was expressing my feelings using I. First of all, expressing my feelings, not bottling them up, but also using I. And what I mean by that is instead of saying, you always make me angry when you, turn that around and say, I feel frustrated when, you see the difference? I feel frustrated when such and such, instead of throwing it at the other person, you make, it's you. See, we're not blaming anybody. We're then communicating assertively. And that's the goal. That's the point. Recognizing also situations or events that can trigger our anger is important. See, once you know your triggers, You can work on managing your reactions in these situations. We have to remember that if we're in relationships with individuals, they too know our triggers and they might try to test them. But as long as we know what the triggers are, we can pass the test. They're not going to pull us in. We want to also manage our expectations. See, Not everything is going to go as planned. I'm sure this gentleman that was driving down the road had not planned on anyone cutting him off. And when they cut him off, let's just say for a moment what could have happened. He could have suddenly hit his brakes, maybe bumping a part of his body against the car. Or maybe he had something, packages or flowers or whatever else, in the passenger seat. And then when he slammed on brakes because they cut him off, he had all that stuff went falling and hitting the floor. Maybe his, his coffee cup could have fallen on him. whole number of things could have happened. See, things didn't go as planned. So he got angry. Now, what he should have done was allowed himself to step away from that situation. But he didn't. He got angry, things didn't go his way. And as we mentioned at the onset, we know the outcome. We want to manage this. We want to understand things are not going to always go happy, go lucky. But we can't allow frustration and anger when things don't go our way. We don't want to throw childish temper tantrums that become adult situations when we take matters into our own hands. You know another thing that helps with anger, believe it or not, is physical activity. As long as I was on my regular physical exercise routine, it helped to release built up tension and stress. It can contribute to wholesomeness. See, we're getting to feeling better. We're doing the things that the body requires, but we're also clearing our mind. And instead of dwelling on anger, focus on finding solutions to the underlying issues causing your frustration. See, with the gentleman with the toys that kept coming into his yard because he lived in a neighborhood with children. Instead of being angry and yelling and screaming at first, he could have focused on finding ways to to release this frustration. Maybe even maybe even following the parents advice of coming and talking to that parent and say, hey, this is happening. Because he, the people that he just walked down the street and, sh- and shot, they had nothing to do with that ball in his yard. So what did he solve? Now he's in prison. It's better for us to find solutions to issues. Anger gets us nowhere. And if we need support, we can talk to friends, family members, maybe even a counselor if we've found that it's gotten completely out of hand with us. Because sharing our emotions can provide relief and a fresh perspective. Have you ever been angry and just used humor? I have a, a wonderful friend that is great at this. He'll call me on the phone. He'll be upset about something. But then he finds a humorous way to go about it. And I just, I wish I wish that was me. I'm that way when I'm talking to him. But what we want to avoid is not to use sarcasm. See, that might escalate the situation. But we can use humor. We can use humor when we're even talking to somebody that's making us angry. Not sarcasm, but maybe try to divert it with a little joke here or there that can just de-escalate the situation. Challenge and reframe our minds so that we can get rid of negative thoughts because see, it's those negative thoughts That contribute to anger. We want to replace that with irrational. Non-irrational I mean. Or non-exaggerated beliefs. We want to give balanced. And realistic thoughts. In the, the way that. We can then remove. All negativity. That's what's called cognitive restructuring. That's what we want. Cognitive restructuring. Music is also helpful. But we can find other relaxing techniques if that's not the one. But listening to calming music will relax our body and mind. Maybe it's something visual. People say that colors affect us. The color blue calms us. The color red angers us, they say. Maybe we can get control of ourselves by practicing those methods that will relax us. Empathy as well. Empathy helps. See, when we look at things from another person's perspective and feelings, it can help us to fuse anger and communicate more effectively. Try to understand things from the other person's point of view. We want to communicate our boundaries and needs to others. That can prevent situations, too, that might also lead to anger. And if we're in a heated argument, hey, if it's with our spouse, whoever, agree to just take a a short break. Let's cool off. Let's not avoid the discussion because that wouldn't help a marriage. But we want to continue the discussion later on. And maybe if we're the ones that initiate stopping it, we can be the ones that initiate bringing it up later and say, hey, that's fine. We'll find that we'll get more of a solution if we have cooler heads. Any and all needs and concerns need to be expressed in a calm, respectful manner. If we come at somebody They're not going to listen to anything we say. We could have said the wisest thing in the world. But if we say the negative thing first, say something hurtful, we're not going to get any issues addressed. It's just going to resort to anger. And then what? We gained nothing. One other thing that we want to mention as well is to... Practice gratitude. Gratitude helps us in many, many ways. But if we focus on the positive aspects of our life, the things that we are grateful for, it can help shift our perspective. It can help reduce feelings of anger. One more example. There were two grandmothers. One of the grandmothers despised the other one because she felt that that grandmother had an unfair advantage. She got all of the time with the grandkid. That's at least what she felt. So she went over to the house of the other grandmother and the grandkid was there. And as that grandmother stepped out of the house onto the porch, she shot her in the head. The reason why I bring up this example is because we want to put ourselves, as mentioned earlier, in the shoes of the other person. Maybe the other grandmother didn't feel like she was monopolizing the time because that is what the kids had set up. She may have not even known that the, the one grandmother was upset about this. If the one that shot the other would have stopped and thought about that, that could have been avoided. But no, we have two grandmothers, one shooting the other with the grandchild in the house. Can you only imagine See, anger can lead to some ugly situations. Remember that managing anger is an ongoing process. And there's different strategies that may work better for different people in different situations. But whatever it is, we want to make sure that we use a strategy that works for us. And it's important to be patient with yourself. Because it's a continuing continuing practice. It's not going to be anything that just happens overnight. But these techniques will have to be consistently used over time. Only then will we control our anger and become better people, not only within ourselves, but also within our community. As the pandemic has ended, still homelessness has become even more of an issue. Homelessness in cities and states across the U.S. is on the rise. And organizations that count homeless people have seen increases in the number of unsheltered individuals at an all-time high. As of 2022, 582,642 people were experiencing homelessness across America. Now, this amounts to roughly 18 out of every 10,000 people. The vast majority of these were individual adults, but a notable share were people living in families with children. 22% of our unsheltered individuals are chronically homeless, are people with disabilities who have experienced long-term or repeated incidents of homelessness. 6% of these were veterans. 5% were people under the age of 25 who are called unaccompanied youths. So if we put a number to it, we put the numbers instead of percentages. Again, five hundred eighty-two thousand four hundred sixty-two overall experiencing homelessness. Four hundred twenty-one thousand three hundred ninety-two were individuals at seventy-two percent. People and families. One hundred and sixty-one thousand. Those who are chronically homeless or who have been repeatedly homeless possibly up to 12 months, 127,768 people. Our veterans, the ones who have fought and protected the country, 33,129. Those unaccompanied youths under 25, 30,090. And all genders all races are accounted for when getting this data collection. But you know what's not accounted for? It's those individuals that we have no clue of how to even count them. Because, see, they might be living in a a car or they might be couch surfing, as it's called, in the woods or on properties that's difficult to During the pandemic, federal government offered emergency relief, rental relief to many, eviction moratoriums, stimulus checks, and other pandemic-era aid. However, these protections are gone. And financially challenged Americans are facing daunting housing prices. Did you know that the national median sales price of a home is almost half a million dollars? $441,000. Growing up, if you had a $440,000 house, you were a celebrity. But now that's the median price. The median rental cost is $2,000 a month nationwide. And there are states like California that's dominated most of the national conversation about the rise in homelessness. As an estimated 171,000 Californians, or 30% of all unsheltered people in the U.S. are homeless. Right there in California. You know, they're not alone you would probably, I'm going to say probably be surprised, maybe you've looked this up, at the total rate or the percentage of areas that has a huge homeless rate. If we go of homelessness per 10,000, it's not California that tops the list. It would be Washington, D.C., Washington, D.C., tops the list. California comes in second. But see, California gets the press. In addition to California, right behind California, Vermont, Oregon, Hawaii. We see Hawaii and we see in our mind's eye a paradise. But for many, it's no paradise. And when we look at the trends of homelessness over time, there was a period in which we began to see homelessness shrink. Between 2007 and 2016, there was a reduction in homeless people. Yes, it was modest, it was only like a 17% reduction. But still, there was a reduction. But as we've now come out of those years, and now that we've come out of the pandemic, all the the changes have proven to be more difficult. And we're starting to see more and more of these homeless groups. And in our minds, maybe some of us, we're thinking, well, these are people who are lazy, are they... They don't want to work. or they All the things that we may come up with in our heads. That's not true. A lot of these people were individuals who never thought they would be put in this situation. They lived a life that was just modest and fine. But then they came along and they lost everything. And they had no help. So they ended up in this type of situation. It's sad because as the numbers get larger, we're not finding enough shelter for these individuals. We need to be able to protect and shelter. And there have been many shelters opened up, so we're not going to say that that there's not shelter beds out there. But the number of the homeless population is outgrowing the amount of shelter beds that's becoming available. So now we're finding ourselves in a situation in which we have hundreds of thousands of people. We're talking about over half a million individuals who are homeless. 18 out of every 10,000 people. And when we think of that number, we have to ask ourselves, how did we get here? Our special interest or hobby is scrapbooking. Yes, scrapbooking is a creative and fulfilling hobby that allows you to preserve memories, express yourself, and relax. It provides a tangible way to document your life, share stories with others, and tap into your artistic side. Additionally, it can be a great way to disconnect from screens and engage in a hands-on activity that brings joy, And nostalgia. For a number of reasons, people have started scrapbooking more now than ever. And why is that? Well, because we're in the picture age. Everywhere we go, we've got these things in our hands that take pictures. And we have those pictures stored in the cloud. We have pictures online that we use on social media. We use pictures for a number of reasons. Well, why not buy ourselves a portable printer and print some of these pictures? Create scrapbooks, that's what's happening. People are doing, even digital scrapbooks are out there and available. So, When we think of scrapbooking, let's think of the reasons why. One is that it allows us to gather, organize all these photos, mementos, keepsakes in a visually appealing way. Because if you're like me, just scrolling through your 30,000 pictures on your device, that's not appealing. But to create a book of such will give a personalized time capsule that you can go back and revisit and share with others. It also gives us a creative outlet, as we can design layouts, select colors, arrange elements, and add all types of decorative touches that give you an opportunity to express your creativity and experiment with different styles. You'll find out that you're an artist. I was raised with an artist. My sister loves scrapbooking, and some of her work is It should be in a museum. It should be in some type of art museum. She's done some beautiful work. And what she's found it to be is a stress reliever. See, engaging in hands-on activity like scrapbooking can provide a therapeutic escape from the demands of our day-to-day lives. And it helps to reduce all types of stress. It can also be a bonding activity. It's a great way to connect with friends, family. You can work on projects together, share stories and experiences while creating lasting memories. We can capture significant life events like weddings, graduations, vacations in a unique and personalized way. And these albums become cherished keepsakes for years to come. I know there are some vacations that we did when I was just a child. I can go home and look at these scrapbooks that my mom put together. And I get lost in time. I can remember all of those events. It gives us also personal growth. See, when you work on different projects, you discover new techniques, you improve your design skills, you are growing as a person and you can develop a deeper appreciation for what you're doing. Also, in our digitally connected world, we can put our phones and other devices to good use. Instead of just staring at that screen and engaging in activities that can, to some, be a waste of time, we can take that digital world of ours, take those pictures, print them, and make physical art. Also, scrapbooks are great gifts to show your care and effort that you put into someone's marriage. Maybe it's their wedding day, their anniversary, their retirement. This could brighten someone's day, seeing you deliver them a beautiful book. It it could become a, a record of your family's history helping future generations understand their roots and their connections. See, I don't have many pictures of my grandparents and such. I only wish that the scrapbooks, yes, I do have many from my mother and my sister that that defines our immediate family, but not much going back. And, And see, that's something that a lot of individuals do. It gives a historical record. Yes, we have to remember there's no right or wrong way to scrapbook. Every project can be tailored to your preferences and interests. And there are many hobby stores out there. They can be a huge aid in gaining ideas. Also, Pinterest and other websites can aid as well. So whether you're a seasoned artist or you're a beginner, scrapbooking offers a delightful way to engage in a hobby that combines creativity, nostalgia, and most importantly, storytelling. Our Sunflower message is entitled Overcoming by Joanna Fuchs. In life, there will be people who hurt you. Spend more time with those who love you. You will make mistakes. Mistakes are ammunition against future catastrophes. You may have regrets. Unless you can get time back, focus on happiness now. You may lose people you love. Pour that love on people who need it. You will bump against obstacles to your goals. Obstacles or challenges that sharpen your motivation and resolve. You may have worries that hold you back. Every fear you overcome makes you stronger and better. You are overcoming. On Cash App, at dollar sign, live, laugh, talk, Please send a donation. You can do the same on Twitter at LiveLaughTalker. Press the dollar sign. Also on Spotify, you can press to donate to our podcast. We need any and everything as it's appreciated and it supports us and helps us to move forward. Remember too, you can have beautiful swag, to walk around in, so that your friends can see the coffee mug and go, who, what is that about? What podcast is that? Or they can see the t-shirt or the tote bag. And you can get all of this at Etsy.com and search, how did we get here? You'll find all of the swag right there in different colors as well. And all types of sizes for those of you with t-shirts and maybe challenged like myself with my big frame. I need special size. All of that is available for you right there. Etsy.com. How did we get here? This is James and George's baby boy signing up. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.